I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. I wish I I wish I knew the intro to like The Price is Right. Uh, that's kind of what I was going for. Oh, I don't know the intro to The Price is Right at all. Neither do I know they say like, come on down. And they call people in the audience. That's true. I used to watch that at a friend's house when we were in elementary school because her parents were the sort who like wouldn't let them have cable. So during the summer, like on the weekdays, we would just watch all of those terrible game shows from the 70s. Yeah. I guess maybe not the 70s, maybe the 80s. I mean, Bryce Wright is still going strong, as I understand it. That's true, but these were like OG Bob Barker episodes. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. not the topic of this podcast at all, though. Well, kind of. True. We are talking today about selling things on the internet, and The Price is Right was a relevant reference, but me talking about cable was not a relevant reference. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. But if we were to talk about The Price is if we were to bring it back to The Price is Right, I suppose, we can start by talking about the list of Craig. Well, I want to start initially by saying that when I conceived of this podcast, this was one of the first episodes that I wanted to have. Oh, it's true. Or I guess this was like one of the first things I put on the list of possible episodes because something specifically about New York that is so confusing to me coming from the suburbs is that it's so fucking hard to sell something on the internet here. Mm. And that leads into Craigslist because... At home, anything you don't want, you put on Craigslist, and it's, like, gone the next day. Because people can drive. I guess. Maybe. I think that's a big part of it. People don't have cars here. I'm kind of. I mean, people have cars here, but, but the yeah, vast we've, majority. We've been hit up by a lot of people who do have cars and still don't come here to buy our things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Here's our beef. We've tried to sell a lot of things on Craigslist because we've kind of been doing this shift, especially with the whole bedroom redo and getting a bigger bed of like trying to get rid of all the full size stuff to put the queen size stuff in. Right. And we put the queen size stuff in because that was necessary for our lifestyle. But then we had all this full size stuff that we had to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And finally, 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 we finally. got rid of the bed frame. Hooray. And we've been trying to get rid of the headboard for exactly the same amount of time, and we were going to not do this episode until we got rid of the headboard, and now we're just saying, fuck it. Yeah. Because so many people have contacted us about this headboard, and so many people have been about to come and take it from us, and no one has. Flip-floppers. But... What we want to do in this episode is talk about the various ways that you can sell something on the internet and the experience we've had with all of them, because I think we've tried most of the reputable ones at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, yeah, I think so. There might be one or two apps out there that are equally as reputable as, I mean, not to give spoilers, but we're talking about OfferUp last, but OfferUp was sort of a wild card for me. I only heard of it from a friend. And then when I downloaded it, there were a couple other apps on there um, that I hadn't heard of, but that seemed legit, but I didn't get those. Hmm. So I would say we've used 
the popular ones. That's fair. There might be other reputable ones out there. Because we started on Craigslist, which is just like the most normal thing to do, I assumed. Yeah. You can list for free. Everyone is familiar with it. It's been around for a long time. And it's kind of just like, it feels synonymous in brand with the place to go to get cheap things on the internet. Yeah. Cheap secondhand things, at least. Yeah. The sharing economy, if you will. Wow. Yeah. I guess we're not sharing. It's more of like a bartering economy. <laughs> but it seems like the forefront of the that. The sharing economy of people sharing their money with you for stuff. <laughs> it just seems like the forefront of that sort of idea, right? Of like selling your things directly to other people on the internet. Right. I mean, it was. So I think, I don't know. I guess I don't fact check that. But I think it was. And it like, it's still going strong in the suburbs. Because... <laughs> Here, I mean, here's the good thing about it, right? Like, you list your stuff for free. It's completely self-managed, so there's no, like, vetting process or anything. You just put your stuff up there. Um, you're not paying Craigslist anything. And you sell it to the people who want it. Mm-hmm. And you give them your things in exchange for their cash, which is, like, the purest form of internet capitalism. Right, sure. That has literally never worked for me. Ever when selling something in New York City. Mm-hmm. Directs for me. That's true. You kind of have the touch, which is why we had you list the headboard thinking that the juju would be good. Mm. But yeah. Your juju is broken. <laughs> all right. First of all, <laughs> my juju is not broken. Uh, I think the headboard <laughs> is its own monster. That's true. To be fair, the headboard is difficult for people to conceive of on the internet because I made it and it's not like a brand, so you can't show any of the brand photos. And it's not... The photos we have of it include the bed frame because it was on our bed frame. Yeah, so everyone thinks they're behind the bed. And they're not. And now that the bed frame is gone, they're all just like really disappointed and no one wants our headboard. Yeah, now they're really not. Maybe the plan would have been to have kept it all and just given it to someone as a unit like, yeah you have to take that board it's integral yeah maybe we should have tried that the people who bought the bed frame seemed nice yeah i don't think they needed a headboard but they did seem nice that's irrelevant though point being that the pros of craigslist are that you don't have to pay anyone any money um but the con is that we've never sold anything on there but i would say we i have never sold anything on there mm-hmm I don't say the con is uh, sometimes, well, I guess it's true of multiple, but sometimes it's annoying, not so much with big pieces of furniture, people have to come collect it, but when you're selling little things, sometimes traveling sucks, like traveling to meet someone at a Starbucks somewhere and adopt the thing off, and unless you're in that area to begin with, then you have to go there and do the thing, and then is it really worth all your time to get like $40 for this appliance? Like maybe, but probably not. Yeah, there's a lot of logistical finagling that goes on with Craigslist because it's all self-managed. Like it's your responsibility to interact with the person and to figure out where you're meeting and for everyone to get there. And if you're the one buying, it's your responsibility to, you know, get the thing back to your apartment, et cetera. So it's really just a platform Mm -hmm. which has its benefits in like saving you money but is negative in terms of like the amount of interaction you have with people you don't know. Right. And that's my argument is depending on what, what goes down, like it might not save you that much money depending on like 
how much time you invested in emailing back and forth and then taking the time to meet. And if you're selling, uh, like, well, the Keurig was actually Facebook marketplace, which we can segue into, I suppose. But like, if you're meeting someone and it takes all this time to communicate back and forth, set a meeting date, meet the person, is it really worth $40? Like is four hours of your time worth $40? I don't know. Probably not. But, I would say our best Craigslist experience is when you put your dresser on there and literally the next day someone came to our apartment, took it away, and gave you dollars. Yeah, that was uh, like the platonic Craigslist experience. <laughs> the most ideal that it could be, the purest form. But if someone else who at, who like lived in New York City asked me, should they list something on Craigslist, I would kind of be like, it's not really worth your time. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say do it. But don't overdo it, right? Like, make a posting. It takes, like, 20 seconds to copy and paste a posting from another site into into that shit. I just have it up there, but take it with a grain of salt. But, like, our creepiest contacts have been from Craigslist. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that person whose name and their email address was Razor Blade. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so I would say that, like, most scammers also exist in Craigslist. Yeah, that's definitely also true. Takes a little, like, wariness to do it. I wouldn't recommend my grandma selling anything on Craigslist. Fair. My people unfamiliar with the internet and how to exchange money, how to safely exchange money via the internet should not use Craigslist. Yeah. That, namely that you shouldn't exchange money over the internet via Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, you're doing Craigslist wrong. Yeah, I would say... Craigslist and also on Facebook Marketplace, I would only exchange cash in person. Yeah, absolutely. I think though that Facebook Marketplace is, in our experience of this, like seems to me to be the new Craigslist, if yeah. you will. Um, <laughs> the younger, hipper, sexier Craigslist. Or I think that there have been like enough lifetime documentaries about people being murdered on Craigslist that Facebook Marketplace has popped up as a viable alternative because it has to be linked to your Facebook account. And we all know Facebook is shady, but like <laughs> at least you have to have a picture of yourself there. Yeah. And people can navigate to your Facebook account and kind of see what your activity is and see like what kind of person you are before they invite you to their home to sell something to you. They may or may not be giving that data to foreign nationals, but... But <laughs> you at least know you're selling and dealing with a real person. Also, you can get give and receive ratings on Facebook Marketplace, which you cannot on uh, Craigslist. So, oh, I didn't know that. That's a pro tip. Yeah, so you have a separate Facebook Marketplace account where people rate you and comment on you as a seller, uh, much like other platforms like eBay offer up all that shit. And... Facebook has been good for us. We sold the Keurig on Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. Did we sell the bed on Facebook Marketplace? Uh, I think yes. I don't remember for sure, but I think yes. That's I would it. say we didn't make a ton of money on Facebook Marketplace. No. It's not the sort of place where you can like sell your things for full price. It's much like Craigslist and that like people are looking for good deals. Mm -hmm. Um but in this case, we were looking to get rid of something. It was an Ikea bed frame, so it wasn't of like high value. Um, and we were just trying to get rid of it. And so that was like a good situation. Yeah. And the communication is a little more seamless because it's all just over Messenger, which is nice. So rather than emailing back and forth, like with Craigslist, you can just um, message each other back and forth, which... Some apps have things internally. eBay has a messenger service. OfferUp has a messenger service. I'm sure others do. 
or like a chat rather like a uh, in-app chat uh but facebook uses messenger so it makes it a little more seamless to go back and forth and figure out a time and yada 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 it's less of that less of that investment that craigslist is you know because people can take a long time to respond to emails it's true but if you're chatting in a facebook window chances are it'll get responded to in a quicker time frame in a smaller time frame quicker time frame smaller time frame it's probably better shorter time frame shorter time frame not sure hmm. so yeah i think facebook marketplace was good for us still not with the headboard maybe the headboard is cursed yeah but. i'd say it's definitely cursed. I'm trying to think if i have any cons facebook marketplace i mean it's same cons as craigslist you usually have to meet people they don't have a shipping option uh it's still fairly like utilitarian in that it's just a place for you to list your stuff for sale and usually it's local people who are looking to like drive over and pick your things up or meet you somewhere it's not no one's gonna like be on the other side of the country and try to buy something from you on facebook marketplace yeah it's not the vibe but i would say still better than craigslist in a number of ways yeah i agree apps deco is i think a new york city specific situation no idea but i think so um and i've always i'd seen subway ads for them and i had never tried to use them because it seemed a little bit complicated and they take a commission i was like oh man that's probably too much but there are a number of pros to using them and we sold our original bedroom rug on app deco in kind of a seamless way i would say Mm-hmm. It didn't really take that long. No. It wasn't instantaneous, but it was only a few weeks, I would say. Yeah, I think so. And the good thing I would say about App Deco is that basically you like submit your listing to them, and I think they vet the listings. Yes, they do, because I tried to sell, when I was thinking about selling the typewriter, I tried to put it on there, and because they couldn't really verify what it was even though they have a like antiques or something category because they couldn't like verify the brand because it's out of date they said no oh that's interesting i didn't know that yeah so there is a vetting process involved for sure and i think that there's more of a supposition of quality when people are shopping on app deco as wow. well what a what a term look at you supposition of quality <laughs> like i think that people expect things to be nicer and therefore will pay more money uh-huh because they also have a minimum amount that you can sell something for on app deco i think it's a hundred dollars yeah it is um so that was good for the rug because it was a nice rug and it was a specific brand and they have a lot of different fields when you're filling in the like when you're setting up the listing Mm -hmm. so you can like not only put what brand it is and what model type and you can put an internet link to that thing of it's still being sold online new um and all sorts of like dimensions and they have a like how what condition is this thing in and like how used is it and then they will actually like crop your photo for you so that the main photo in the listing only includes the thing that you're selling mm-hmm. and then it'll like list your other photos so it's a pretty professional looking site as well yeah yeah it's good um 
My favorite thing about them, though, was that they handle shipping. Mm. And I think this is why they're only New York City, because it's kind of a low shipping fee for a lot of things. It's like between, I think their lowest is 35, and then it's like between 35 and 100, I want to say, depending on how big your thing is and like how many flights of stairs up it is. That's the sort of thing they ask, Mm -hmm. um, how far away. But it was awesome for us because we sold this rug. They, we only got contacted once someone had like put in their credit card information for the rug. Mm-hmm. So you're not fielding a bunch of emails being like, oh, do you want this? Is this still available? When do you want to pick it up? X, Y, Z. Like, Hi, my name is Razorblade. Yeah. <laughs> this is an actual thing that happened to us. This is not something we like made up off the cuff. Yeah. This is an actual email we received. Um, no, but like this guy's name was like Grant or something. They were like, Grant wants to buy your rug. Do you want to sell your rug to Grant? And we were like, yeah, sure. Grant seems fine. Fucking whatever, Apteco. <laughs> and they were like, great. Give our money to Razorblade if it goes to Apteco. Like, I don't fuck. I don't talk to him. <laughs> They were like, great, do you want us to come pick it up on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? (laughs) And they, like, gave you all of these windows for pickup. Yeah, it was really nice. And they were like, oh, if those windows don't work for you, why don't you suggest alternate windows? Like, it was a really nice interface. And they texted you. Yeah, they texted me when they were arriving. It was, yeah, it was pretty luxurious. Really good service. Good workout, Deco. We're not sponsored by you, but if we were... You should quote that there's a supposition of value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the reason that AppDeco can do all of these nice things, though, is because you do pay them a 30% commission. So we sold our rug for $100, uh-huh. and we received $70 from them. Correct. I will say for us, totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so easy. Yes. And I feel like personally when I sell something in this way, it's not to recoup the money I spent on it. I absolutely know that I'm not going to make my money back. We don't really have anything of so much value that once it's used, it's going to appreciate. You know, like most of our furniture, once it's been used, we know that we're going to sell it for less than we bought it for. Maybe my writing desk. (laughs) would appreciate. Yeah. The price of firewood skyrockets. Uh, you shouldn't let a fire with something coated in plastic, Jordan. It's bad for your health. Um, yeah. So I would say, like, when I sell something on the internet, it's not because I want to sell it for top dollar or, like, get all my money back or anything like that. I'm really just trying to get rid of it, have it go to a home where it's going to be reused so that we don't have to put it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And if we can make some money, great. Yeah. So 70 bucks was like nice spending money that week to not have to throw that rug away or to have to cart it to a Starbucks so that someone could pick it up from us <laughs> who might stand us up. Ha! Oh, man. <laughs> Just like picturing that sitting in some like Upper West Side Starbucks, <laughs> taking up a whole fucking chair with a rug. Just like, yeah, I promise they're coming. <laughs> um, yeah. I think thinking about the time money uh trade-off trade-off yes thank you um yeah it took like 10 minutes to make the listing and 10 minutes of my time is definitely worth 70 dollars regardless of the 30 percent commission so app deco makes it pretty easy to do that which is nice it's also nice in selling something like a rug in new york city where as we talked about in previous episodes 
the fear of bed bugs and weird shit in like trash finds is very real and so app deco because of its susposition of value quote quote is good for that like people might not be willing to buy that rug on craigslist or facebook marketplace because like why would you buy a rug from strangers but because this rug is on app deco you're more willing or at least grant is more willing <laughs> to buy uh, a rug from strangers because of the perceived um quality yeah quality i was gonna say like a perceived like check or checkup but like rugs don't need checkups <laughs> no <laughs> i will say to app deco's credit and to ease grant's mind when the delivery people did come they did do like a once over of the rug to make sure that it looked good yeah um, they reserve the right in like when you're making the listing they tell you that they reserve the right to pick it up and say like oh this isn't as you presented it to be we're not going to take this to this person we're not going to charge them yeah and they take that shit pretty seriously because i mean it's a big part of their brand to deliver quality goods to people yeah price because grant i believe in this scenario, we're really like rocking this. Grant, if you're listening, thank you for buying the rug. First, <laughs> uh, but Grant is also on top of our commission. Grant is also paying a fee to have it delivered. Correct. So Abdeco is making pretty good money on the deal overall. Yeah, I would honestly sell all of our stuff on Abdeco if we could. I would say again, the headboard has been a hard sell because it's not like a designer piece. It's something that I made. Yeah, even uh, the bed frame didn't sell well. I'd say something unique sells well on Abdeco, like a rug, which was like fairly. Um, unique for lack of a better word again I mean we bought it from a site but it yeah we bought it from Wayfair but it was a Serafe rug and they have a pretty strong brand presence Um, so I think that Grant was like probably happy yeah but thinking about like those lumberjack chairs to our first DIY project we tried to sell those on App Deco they might have sold well anything kind of unique anything that can be branded as like hip or luxury or anything along those lines will probably do pretty well that's true there's like a lot of rejuvenation stuff on Mm -hmm. app deco for sure a lot of like crate and barrel a lot of pottery barn some of those more high-end brands that people are reselling yeah we love you app deco susposition of value (laughs) though i will say i was really pleasantly surprised by offer up I think I had seen subway ads for them always in the context of like clothes or like accessories or just trying to get like empty your closet sort of stuff. Uh-huh. And I will say that our success on OfferUp has not been with furniture. It's been with smaller items. Mm-hmm. I just sold a Ted Baker bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been selling Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one at a time. Whole other podcast. <laughs> Um, so there's more on OfferUp than decor, unlike App Deco, say, um, which is only furniture and decor. But what else? I we sold something else on OfferUp, I think. I don't remember what. Did we? Yeah. Something we shipped. I don't know. No. Never mind. Carry on. I will say, like, so App Deco has the local shipping option. Um, and I don't even know if you can pick something up on App Deco. I think you have to do the shipping because they won't. It's like protecting the identity of the seller in a way. No, you can not ship. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Um, but OfferUp 
allows you to like make the thing available for shipping. Mm -hmm. So in the context of selling my bags specifically, that was really great because then it could be open to a national audience. The buyer paid for shipping and OfferUp sent me a prepaid shipping label. So all I had to do was like print it out, slap it on the box and drop it at the post office, oh. which I think is the real benefit of OfferUp over say like a Craigslist or a Facebook marketplace where anyone can buy your shit, but like then you have to like worry about shipping yourself. Even eBay mm -hmm. was really difficult with the shipping because even if the buyer paid for the shipping, you had to go to the post office and like spend your own money on the shipping. And then eBay was going to take a percentage of your cut and it was like a whole thing. Yeah. eBay is what our last topic of conversation. Got some shit to say, eBay. <laughs> Better be ready. <laughs> but OfferUp has been really seamless in that way in terms of getting things shipped to people and in terms of people making offers on things because even if you list something for a certain amount, people can kind of like make a formal offer through the app and you can accept or reject that offer through the app mm -hmm. rather than all of the negotiation being done like in the chat and having it be kind of like a handshake thing and someone showing up with cash. It's yeah. like more handled through the app. Yeah, I like OfferUp a lot. Um, it was recommended to me by my friend Brady, our mutual friend Nick, who's now back in the States, but is a uh, Korean national. When he was moving back to South Korea, uh, needed to sell all the stuff in his apartment, and I guess used OfferUp to do that and had a lot of success. So I was talking to Brady about, I don't know, I think we were still selling all the bed pieces at the time, and he asked me if I tried OfferUp. And here we are. And now I'm selling Pokemon cards on it, uh, which is big to do. Found these Pokemon cards. I didn't find them, actually. My family found these Pokemon cards and believed that they were worth lots of money. Turns out they're not, but Jordan and I spent all this time organizing them into, like, little sets to sell. And I've been selling them for, like, I don't know, like 10 bucks a pop here and there. Um, mainly on offer up, and it's been nice just to be able to ship things really easily they all just fit i bought a bunch of manila envelopes from the dollar store and rite aid uh and then i just get the shipping label tape it on and off they go um and the way the money works so offer up takes a percentage and it's fairly small percent i think it's 10 um i believe it's 10 they said they they act as like a third party intermediary with the money so when you accept someone's offer offer up takes the money from the person and holds it until the thing is delivered they follow the tracking of the item and then when it's marked as delivered the money is released to you um so in that way the money is never held by the person and then like offer up has to recoup you there's no dealing with any of that bullshit offer up just has the money and then it gets sent to you uh and it's always been pretty seamless I, you can set up a direct deposit and Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I will say in both of these instances with AppDeco and OfferUp, the commission that they take is very proportionate to the amount of service they provide you. And the ability to accept credit cards through OfferUp or through AppDeco is super useful. Because um, like giving strangers cash is kind of like a weird thing to do. And so many people want to pay for things with their credit cards online nowadays. Mm -hmm. But for them to provide that service to you is worth the commission they charge, I think. Yeah, agreed. OfferUp also has a... A lot of different verification processes, 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 man, processes. Haha. <laughs> um, so there's um, like an email verification. They actually have a 
Facebook verification, which is a little weird that Facebook is a form of verification. Um, and then they ask for pictures of your driver's license oh. to then do the thing. Yeah. So um, they have like a third party security. Uh, it's called like True or TR capital U. Um, and it's just like a third party security system, I guess. And when you send the pictures of your driver's license, they do a quick background check of you. Then you get like true approval. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so they have some tiers of consumer security, which is pretty nice. And then on your profile, it shows whether or not you're verified in all those ways. Yeah, I guess the interesting thing about these sorts of apps is like, if you're the sort of person who doesn't like to put your information willy-nilly into the internet, like probably Craigslist is for you. Hmm. Um because even with App Deco, like you put in your banking information in order to get the direct deposit. Mm -hmm. So there is like a level of exposure to the app specifically. Like you are putting your information into the app. Yeah, it's very true. We're millennials, so we're basically willing to type our banking information anywhere. Yeah, do that shit. I have like a Starbucks account, my banking information. <laughs> For real. This is the goddamn um, 21st century. Yeah, <laughs> but I... We've had a really great time through OfferUp. We haven't sold any furniture through them. I don't know that we've sold anything locally through them. No, I don't know. I can check we've like never we've never met up with anyone. It's all been the like shipping thing. So we can't speak to how easy it is to like meet up with someone to drop something off through OfferUp. But well, I can actually. Oh. Uh, I haven't met up with anyone yet. But someone who wanted to buy a Pokemon card worked close to one of the schools where I run workshops, and. A little creepy, but it makes sense as long as you're Facebook verified anyway. Fucking, um, when you, when in the text, I guess they must just have like some kind of, uh, like reader set up to catch it. But when you even just type about meeting up or about like being close to each other, a little, um, maps option, a Google maps option will open up and it'll say suggest the spot to meet. Oh. And then you can click that and you can like pin drop in it. Wow, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. I uh, feel like I'm being taken in by their millennial targeted marketing. Facebook though. Marketplace does that shit too. Like when I oh. sold the Keurig on it, I just used their suggested place to meet. That's pretty nice so that like, you're not like, oh, I'm at this Starbucks. And they're like, oh, but I'm at this Starbucks. You yeah, know? it takes away that aspect of it. Like, I think, I think again, it, it's like nice. It's a convenience thing. It's also kind of a uh, consumer security thing. Because as a seller in particular, I can't be like, oh, I missed you. Sorry. You know, like this. Yeah. Like the pin is the fucking pin and you can't like <laughs> get around that. Yeah. Do you want to talk shit about eBay? I do want to talk a lot of shit about eBay. Okay. So I went into eBay thinking it was going to be pretty great. And to be fair, I had a pretty great first experience. I sold uh, this hat that actually Jordan got us a gift for me. And I wore it a couple times, but it hadn't really worn. It was a really nice hat, but it was just taking up space didn't really go with any of the outfits that i currently currently wear it's 2019 donnie yeah yeah it didn't fit with 2019 donnie's vibe um so it sold on ebay and it sold really quickly got the price i wanted for it so pros about ebay before i talk shit um it's been around for a while like they know what they're doing and it's pretty ubiquitous right everyone knows what ebay is People use it internationally. People trust it. Um, you can set your bidding price. You can also set a selling price. So in the instance of this hat, uh, it was a what, Gorman Bros, right? That's the brand hat. Sure. 
Um, when I said like a $25 bid price and then a $40 sellout price and the person just bought it outright for the $40. So it's nice that it gives you that kind of flexibility and probably on the consumer end, it's nice like if this dude really wanted the hat so he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to pay $40. Yeah, I was, anything I've ever purchased on eBay, I've always done the buy it now price because I don't have the patience to bid against other people on things that I want. Yeah, so that's nice. And they do a good job of keeping you posted on what's going on with your items, I will say. Their like notification system is good. It's not too spammy. They just let you know when like important shit is happening. Like if someone has made a bid, um, if your bid is about to expire, yada yada. Some things I don't like about eBay. Uh, I don't like the percentages that are taken, especially because everyone knows that eBay and PayPal are owned by the same fucking people. And eBay wants you to link a PayPal account for the payout, and PayPal takes an account for handling your. If PayPal takes a cut for handling your money, then eBay takes a cut, and it's like motherfuckers. We know you're the same thing, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's pretty aggravating. This might more be a user error in in my defense, but like we talked about the shipping, it's just a little tedious. Um, you have to estimate the shipping cost. And then people pay the shipping costs up front, but you still have to front that money. Um, yeah, I would say that OfferUp's shipping situation is like infinitely better because on OfferUp, you enter the weight of the item and based on the weight of the item, they charge people shipping. Whereas on eBay, you're supposed to like guesstimate the full shipping cost, which is really dependent on a lot of factors. Yeah, you type in like what kind of shipping you think you'll need to use or what kind of shipping you want to use, like. Do you want to use USPS, UPS, FedEx? Um, and then from there, you enter the weight. And it's just a little tedious, um, especially because all those things are similar. And then there's like the tiers. You select USPS, then it's USPS first class, USPS package, yada, yada. Um, and it, I mean, it's just honestly a little clunky, not to like riff on us being millennials, but it is much nicer for OfferUp just to put the weight and OfferUp averages out the cost. I've had some people, especially with the Pokemon card thing, um, as we like haggle over price, talk about the shipping price being a deterrent for them uh, because OfferUp just makes kind of a flat rate. But from the seller end, it's just so much easier to put in the weight than to like think about those variables, especially if you roll up to the post office and realize, like I did with the hat, that what I thought I could ship it in, I actually couldn't ship it in, and then I had to like front a little more money. It ended up being fine. I still took a nice little profit from the hat. Um, but things are a little more out of your control, Yeah, I think. I would say that eBay was an awesome website in 2005. Yeah, I feel similarly. And I feel like it still handles like that. Like their app isn't that great. Their app feels like just a good mobile site, if that makes sense. And their interface is like that. I think in some ways that's like kind of their brand. They want you to go there and like remember the thrill of buying things online <laughs> in 2005, which is fine. I think, you know, you're right. They have that brand recognition. They have that international audience and that's awesome. Um, but I don't do a lot of shopping on eBay and I don't really expect to sell things on eBay so much. Yeah, I started selling the Pokemon cards on eBay and really didn't have too much success which is interesting because when i started this pokemon project i thought ebay would be the way to go but actually offer up has proven much more successful and in terms of my profit i feel like much 
more profitable because I'm only taking the one cut and with eBay I have to take a double cut via PayPal and via eBay shit. And there's a thing too where you kind of can't double list. Like once something is listed on eBay, you have to sell it through eBay or they'll charge you a fee, right? To like take it down? Uh, not exactly. So if someone has bid on an item and you want to remove it, then you take a hit for doing it. Which is like, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking of the idea of simultaneous submissions. So I'm trying to pull it out of the writing world a little bit. But it's like, it's just eBay's way of wanting your item only on their site, right? So if you wanted to have eBay, Craigslist, OfferUp, and Facebook Marketplace selling these things, but then, oh no, someone bid like 50 cents on your shit on eBay, then you pulling it out of eBay, but someone wanted to buy it outright on OfferUp, you pulling it out of eBay would bring a bigger hit than just the 50 cents someone bid, um, which is tedious because when we go to sell shit online, chances are, we're selling it or posting it everywhere because we want to get rid of it. Yeah, I think I understand it from eBay's perspective because their ethos is that they're an online auction, right? So like as a, as a buyer on eBay, you want to be able to go on, like the ideal buyer situation on eBay is you go on there and you bid 50 cents and you get this thing that's worth $40. Sure. And so the promise is that if you bid 50 cents, you get that thing. Right. Unless someone bids more than you do. And so I get from eBay's perspective why they penalize you for not letting that be the case. But yeah, from the seller's perspective, we're just trying to get rid of this shit through any online option possible. And if someone from Craigslist shows up miraculously and wants to buy it, it doesn't matter to us that it's listed on eBay. Yeah. I think eBay is, like you said, a good old website. I also think it's its own beast. Like There are people who are good at eBay and can make a lot of money on eBay. And they're the kind of people who I feel like really have a knack for like turning shit over. Like the kind of people who find like mint condition Jordans at a thrift store, go to eBay with their eBay account that they like already sell shit on and then rock it and make a quick like $230, right? And that's like the people who are successful on that platform. For the average seller just trying to get rid of some stuff from their apartment or their house i don't know i don't i personally don't think ebay is too worth it that's fair i feel like people have like full-on ebay businesses yeah and if you're not that person ebay might not be for you yeah i would say in wrapping up our rundown my top choice sleeper pick maybe is offer up i think i've had the most success I think they're a really nice platform that allows you to sell locally or deliver and they make delivery easy. Um, yeah. I would say that I've been really impressed with OfferUp because I didn't expect anything of it because it was just kind of like a weird app that I saw advertised on the subway once and it's really like moved a lot of stuff for us and made it incredibly seamless. Mm -hmm. My ideal selling situation would be AppDeco in terms of ease for the seller, but I think you have to bring such a quality product to AppDeco and that's not always what we're offering. We're always just kind of trying to like get rid of some shit. Mm. And so AppDeco isn't always the best choice for us, but it would be my first choice every time. That's fair. Makes sense. We're still selling this headboard in case you're in the market for a custom made Indigo headboard. 
by selling, we mean we're giving it away literally for free if people just come take the goddamn thing. That is the most frustrating part is that so many people have hit us up because we have it listed for free and none of them are willing to come take this thing for free from <laughs> us. And that is so devastating. But hopefully by doing this episode and putting it out into the world, we're like generating this sort of juju that will let someone come take it from us. For free. Zero dollars. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.